Live from Gutter Cat Studios in the Metaverse, it's time for another episode of the Crazy About Crypto Show. And now here's your host, Crazy Carl. Hey, yo, what is going on? We're here for a primetime space. It's so exciting. And if you're listening to the podcast, hello from all around the world. And welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast on Twitter spaces for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn from others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come together and learn about this new wave of innovation. Today's guest is an incredibly gifted singer, songwriter, and musician. As a young talent in 2006, she posted videos on YouTube of her songs. Her song, Say It's Possible, went viral, and she received recognition for Best Music Video for the inaugural YouTube Awards. Immediately after, she was propelled into the spotlight and signed with Universal Music and Island Records. She has experience in the legacy music industry, and from that, understands just how revolutionary blockchain can be for musicians and artists to reclaim their power from the problems of the legacy world. It's my honor to share the stage with the ultra-talented Tara Naomi. What is going on, Tara? Oh my God. First of all, I just to say I love the legacy music industry. It's just like, yeah, like old school. It is. I love it. It's like um, it. when I think about blockchain, a lot of times I think about in cryptocurrency, I think, you know, you read books about like old and new money, and it feels like very similar to what we're like experiencing shift again. It's like we've got like the old money, and then you have like all this new money, like this magic internet money that's happening, and is going to change people's lives. And it's a uh, it's pretty cool, because both, uh, both people are powerful, and yet uh, they have completely different ideals and mindsets about the world. And so it's a, it's a beautiful thing. But we will get into that. So what I always do to start the show is I ask guests just to chat about their journey into the crypto and NFT space, whichever one came first. So talk to us a little bit about your journey. Oh my gosh, I would love to. Um, so I got first got into crypto in 2016. And but I was a singer, an independent singer songwriter. I had left my my record label and my publishing company and um, and I was independent again. And I was like really struggling, really struggling. And so I got into I started exploring and playing around. But like I didn't have any money to really to really invest. So I would just buy like little bits here and there whenever I could, you know, and um, and 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 I knew there was something like really exciting about it. I was also really scared of money because I think that's something I talk about a lot as an artist and as a woman. Um, I was never encouraged to understand finance. And in fact, as artists, a lot of us are encouraged specifically not to understand our business. And we're encouraged um, to, you know, in the in the legacy industry, we've been encouraged to um, hand that over to people because like, if you're an artist, you shouldn't care about business. And it shouldn't like pollute your artistic creative process. You should just focus on focus on the art and like, let the business people handle the business. And that is actually the reason why I mean, I was ripped off twice by business managers in charge of my, my finances. And, um, and that's why so many times, like you hear it, you hear about it like every year in, in, especially in the, any, in the entire entertainment industry, you'll always hear about actors being taken. Like, I think it happened like Kevin Bacon, even like it happens every year. There's a business manager that, that ends up taking advantage of like all their clients and running away with their money. And so, um, as an artist and as a, as a woman artist too, um, 
I feel like I really was afraid of finances. And so kind of dipping my toes into crypto was like the really the first time I'd ever had any interest in in participating in my finances. And so I started learning about it a little bit. I started learning about blockchain. I started learning about, um, I mean, God, I, my, my background in crypto is pretty crazy because I like, I heard about, you know, smart contracts and Ethereum from like, from like Brock and Crystal Pierce in like probably 2000, I don't know, 15 or something in, uh, or 16 in, uh, in Venice, just sort of, um, hanging out with them and everybody in that crowd. And, uh, and I just didn't have any money to invest in any of it, but I was really interested. And I remember, you know, Crystal telling me, you know, there's going to be a way for music to be, to be, you know, the metadata of music and to be traceable and trackable on, you know, with these smart contracts and, and what that means. And I just was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And mm -hmm. so, you know, um, but I didn't really like get into it for real until like uh, September of um, 2020. And I started, uh, I joined the random number generator discord and started like learning about what was going on in the NFT space for artists and got really into that, um, kind of decided that this was the pivot I wanted to make, uh, got my rights back from universal music earlier, like early in 2021 and released my first big project, um, with my song, say it's possible. The one that won the YouTube award with, uh, async art in July. And then I started consulting for async. And then I started working with other artists and kind of, you know, educating other artists and helping to onboard people. And then I started, um, working on the team of warp sound and I mean, and then working with a generative artist named Kenny Vaden, who I am a huge fan of and adore. And now here we are. And like, I don't know where the last year and a half has gone, but it's been, fucking amazing you know it's insane it's like yeah when you think about the journey and how quick everything happens it's like once you're it's like once you have that conviction moment you're all in you're like i'm going after this i want to understand everything i want to be like this i believe this is the future i want to do anything i can to help you know propel it and make sure that it continues to get adopted uh and just to hear your journey from like learning about it from connections that you had um which is really cool just like to be able to be in a space where you're learning from really uh intelligent people that really see the future early on so you also have a little bit of a deeper understanding of blockchain you know one thing that i think is interesting um is we we have a lot of new entrants into the space in 2020 and that's kind of why 2021 and that's kind of why i wanted to do this show is because a lot of you know we like you talked about this is a new onboarding tool um like all of nfts are just an onboarding tool because they're cool right like you don't have to understand money or finance uh you just have to watch a couple youtube tutorials how do you set up your metamask how you transfer everything it's just confusing but once you're in it you're like in this ecosystem that is inherently financial uh and is going to end up teaching you financial literacy uh and so that's one thing that i absolutely love i talk about it a lot especially lately just about how you know the blockchain in itself um you know it may not be very fascinating to people uh but if we make it if we tie it into 
into every single thing that we do in different industries, then it doesn't it, like people just get sucked into it, whether they really want to understand what cryptocurrency is or not. They just end up understanding it because they're in the ecosystem. So how have you seen that kind of evolve for you from just like being curious about the, the music industry sense of it uh, and how it could change music and your evolution from like even being able to understand finance better, uh, basically financial responsibility, uh, taking control of your own wealth uh, and your, your own rights, you know, even when it comes to like the music industry. Oh my God. I mean, that really is, I, I love that you, that you're talking about this because this is what I talk about all the time too. And, um, and it's, it, it, it's just incredible because like, it, it's like the NFTs are sort of the gateway drug, right? Like you get in, like for me, I was like, Oh, you mean I can, I can, um, you know, I can, there's another avenue. Like, cause look, I had done after I left my label, I crowdfunded a tour before there was like a way to do that. Like I just went to all my fan base and I was like, you know, I'll, I'll record a song for you if you help me pay for my tour, you know? And then I, I released an album with pledge music, which was one of the early, early music crowdfunding in like 2010. It was like right when I left, um, Island records. And, um, so I did a pledge music campaign. Then I did an Indiegogo. Then I did a Patreon. And every time it was like, it was like crushing my soul when I was like, Oh my God, I have to reach out now to every single person I know and ask them for money again. Oh no. You know, it was just like so awful. And so, but I did it cause there was no other way, you know, mm -hmm. and I worked some jobs and like, I barely got by and I didn't know how I was going to pay my rent every month, you know? And I'm like, you know, I, I know how good I, I know my talent. I know my talent. So why can't I make this work? And, um, and I just, it just got, I went through like a string of managers and it was just, I was just like throttled by, by the, by the industry. I felt so crushed by it. And so like when I first got into NFTs, it was like, oh, you mean there's a way that I can like, there's another way to do this? Like, uh, fine, I've tried everything else. I'll try it, you know? And it was really very much around like, what can, what can this do for me? What can this do for my career? What can this do for my music? How can I like apply what I do to this? Well, you know, I didn't understand the, like the whole like web three ethos yet. I was very much coming from this sort of industry, this thing of like, how do I keep doing what I'm doing, but in a different way. And that actually doesn't work. It's like, there is no doing what you're doing in a different way. It's like, you have to sort of change everything about your entire motivation and ethos mm -hmm. to like really jump in, you know? And, um, but I think that, that initial kind of, you know, oh, there's like another sort of crowdfunding way to do this, but it's in, but it involves blockchain. Like that's what got me in. And then, and then it was like the feeling of like the power that comes from personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. Like it was so wild. And, and like the, the, the excitement of helping other people feel that and connect with that. And like, cause I had just felt so powerless my whole life. You know, and I felt powerless in the music industry. I was always like auditioning for someone. It felt like, you know, having to prove myself again and again and again. And like, you know, never feeling it's just it was like a like always trying to be good enough and always. And it was just like, wow, you know, there, it's not there's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with my art. There's something wrong with the system. And I don't want to play in that system anymore. And like, actually, there's a way that I can connect with that I've connected with. I feel the power of understanding my own business of like, really, because, you know, with crowdfunding, it was like, you're building your business around you. You're like, no, you're not. You're building other platforms. Like when I built my business, 
when I quote unquote built my self-controlled, self-contained business on YouTube, I was building YouTube. Mm -hmm. When I built, you know, when I uploaded my, when I uploaded to Spotify directly, I was building Spotify. So it's like now the feeling of building, really building my own self, like understanding my finances, I mean, it was, it's just, it's just become like the feeling of power of personal responsibility and personal like self-sufficiency. And it's, it's wild. I never experienced it before. And I love it. You know, in the end of, I love that you talked about kind of the evolution of like how you had to go about like raising money too, because you know, you were around during the, like the beginning of web two, like 2006, like YouTube just started and you, you kind of went viral and you, I know you were one of the, like, uh, you had some of the most followers in the early days on YouTube. So you saw that platform and I, you know, as a, I was in college and I made YouTube videos, but there was just like this energy and you could feel it. You knew like you, you had a platform to like reach a broader audience and to like go and try to find new fans and it was so cool and then like as YouTube had to make more profit so that they could go to their investors it was like people just kept losing power and like that power that you felt like you had just kept kind of feeling like it was sucked away from you and um, and and now you know it's the same thing with the, the blockchain you know it's like that same I'm sure you feel like that same enthusiasm and that like I, I remember back in the day because I was I made videos for a few years uh and they were terrible and then i stopped i had a girlfriend so i deleted them all i didn't want her to find them uh so i just stopped doing it um but you know i i just i was so passionate i was like i wanted i don't know if you remember back in the day you you when it first started you had to have like a thousand subscribers i think and then you could like start making money and so i was like oh i really want to like get a thousand subscribers and so i was like i was like grinding making videos but it was just like you just feel like this passion and like this you like this fire inside your soul to do something because you see this is going to be big and blockchain is just like that again but they're like you can't there's no company running the blockchain and so there's no one that can say you know what i'm going to take less and less uh give you less and less power as this goes on it just compounds so if you keep building today and you grow your audience you grow your community uh they're going to stay with you and the other thing i want to touch on is just like the other thing that you feel now that you didn't feel with youtube is that there's so many more platforms that are happening in Web3 to connect directly with fans. Like on YouTube, you have comments, which is great, or you could reply to videos with your own video. But it wasn't, it's not the same as like being able to have a Discord or being able to tweet and like be able to tweet back at your your fans and be able to talk with them in DMs. So I'd love for you to just talk a little bit about, you know, that that passion of, you know, Web3 developing and how it feels similar back in the day when, you know, the the web two started. And then also if you could chat a little bit about, um, you know, just how your fan, the fan base and how you feel the connection, if you feel the same way about, you know, being able to connect directly with fans better in web three than you did before. Wow. Those are some good topics. So first of all, I'll say like when I first discovered discord, so I, I started, I went on discord, I built a little discord for myself and I went on there, um, when I started streaming on Twitch, because that was like, that was what everybody did. You, if you're streaming on Twitch and I started streaming on Twitch in 2020, um, and I did it for about a year and then I just didn't have time to do it anymore once I got into this stuff. But, um, but so when I, when I started 
streaming on Twitch, I built my Discord. And as I was like setting it up, I really didn't understand all the power of it. Like, first of all, I have to say Discord for all the, you know, headaches. Like I spent the majority, I see, okay, hot shot out there. <laughs> I, I spent like, I spent so long on Discord today and was like talking to okay, hot shot too about it, about Discord and like, oh my God, it takes up my life. But like, I didn't understand all the, like what a powerful tool Discord was when I set it up. But what I did notice was like, this is like a message board. Like what is happening? Because like in 2005 and 2006, I had a message board and that's where that was how we all communicated, you know, and talked about like YouTube and, and I get on there and I'm just like, wait, what is happening? The world is like this, this, you know, exponentially more advanced place. And we, we went back to message boards. And, uh, and so I kind of immediately felt, felt comfortable on there was like, okay, this is familiar. But like, of course it's like a message board on like, I don't know, speed or something it's like it's just like a, it's it's like way beyond anything that we ever could have imagined when we were you know posting in those those chat rooms and message boards in like 2005 2006 but like that really was you know I, I say like when people talk about building communities and stuff like I've been doing that as an independent artist for since 2005 you know and so I'm very comfortable in that world and like I understand the feeling of connecting to a community and like early in in my career in like in 2005 and 2006 that you know that that was the focus of of my whole career you know and my whole my whole life was just you know built talking directly to people on my message board playing youtube videos like i did i did a slumber party tour at one point where i just like drove around and it was honestly it was my solution to not having to deal with hotels and like <laughs> i was like this is perfect i'm gonna like go play private parties in between my tour dates. And then I stay over at the people's house. We have a slumber party kind of thing. And, and it was, it was actually amazing. And uh, I was always coming up with these weird creative ideas for like how to, um, how to, how to do what I wanted to do. And in fact, that's why I turned to YouTube was because I eventually in 2000, 2006, um, I couldn't afford gas anymore to tour because it was like the gas went up to like $5 a gallon in, in, in California and in other parts of the U S and like, suddenly I was like, it's not, it, it doesn't make sense for me to, to drive around the country, a massive country and drive, you know, sometimes 10, 14 hours a day, play for 50 people and I can't afford it anymore. So I'm just going to start doing this thing called a virtual summer tour. And I started like posting my, uh, posting my, my little YouTube videos up every day. And that was my tour. But, um, but the, oh my God, I'm like so off on a tangent. I'm so, I'm somewhere. Help me. I'm like lost in the, I'm lost. <laughs> I was going to say you were, you were, um, you were like couch surfing before couch surfing was even a thing. You just made up your own, you're like, <laughs> let's do like these slumber parties and I'm just going to like crash at your house. But that's like what you were doing. And then it like became yeah. really popular and they like made websites for it. Oh yeah, couchsurfing.com. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like you like you've been a pioneer your whole life. You're like started the YouTube scene with music and then you started crowd uh or couch surfing and now you're like doing the web three thing. I love it. Um but no, I mean I just I think the the whole one thing that I do think is powerful, the one the biggest difference between everything that's happened prior uh, and and tell me if you think there's other things, but the giving you know your fans the actual rights instead of like YouTube or these the music industry giving you giving it to your fans has to be the biggest change that that's happening in Web three. Oh my God, yeah. I mean, so here here's the thing that really caught my 
you know, captured my heart and my soul and like all of my attention in this space was so when I first started doing crowdfunding, everyone I talked to, you know, starting with Pledge Music, the whole thing was like, turn your biggest fans into your most passionate marketing team, you know, your most engaged marketing team. And like, you're going to, they're going to fund your album and then they're going to get out there and like market it for you because they're so excited about being part of the process. And like, that did not ever happen. I, I remember being like, really? That's it. That's like, okay, so pay for my album and then go market it. Um, okay. And, uh, and it didn't really work that way because, you know, I had the same experience myself when, when friends would, or, you know, yeah, when friends would reach out to me and be like, Hey, will you support my crowdfunding campaign? I'd be like, yes, I'll, I'll support it. I guess I have to. And I would pay for it. I would get the album. I'd be like, cool. I would not be spending my time out there talking about it. Like maybe I would say to a few people, if it was exceptionally good, I'd be like, wow, that album was great, but I'm not going to be out there like promoting the album because I have my own life and I have my own stuff that I'm doing and you know, as we should be doing, you know? And, uh, and so when I started to, explore this concept of being able to I mean let's set aside you know being able to give rights because that's a whole other thing just the process of having someone re actually own something that becomes more valuable that they can then trade potentially or sell or whatever just like that assigning that to my art and my music that finally I was like oh this is what web 2 was trying to do and failing at you know this is the this is that engaged passionate community around art that they love like, this is that. We're finally here. And I got so excited about being able to offer all my fans, oh, right, this is what you asked before. You were like, what was that? I think, what was that transition of like the community or something, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and this actually, somehow we made it back to that question. And um, I was so excited about it. I was like, oh my God, finally, I can actually offer all these, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people. Like my last album that I did with... Um, with Indiegogo was backed by like 650 or 700 people, something like that, maybe in the 600s. And, you know, I had all these Patreon folks and like, and I thought, well, this is, here we are. I can finally give back to my community. They can finally come with me on this journey. Like I've been saying all these years, but really, you know, they don't really benefit from it. They get another album. They get me to come to their, you know, to come to play a live show. And I know music is valuable, but it's, you know what I'm talking about. It's not, it's not the same thing. They're not really getting something like, you know, mutually beneficial here, you know, yeah, they're getting the music, but they're not like building a business with me. We're not building together. Yeah. And so I thought, Oh, this is it. This is it. This is it. And then I went and told everybody and I made YouTube video, a couple of YouTube videos about it. And it was like crickets. Nobody. Cared. <laughs> it's <laughs> so funny talking to people crickets. that are like oh in trying to like trying to get fans for that just don't get it into the space. It's just like it's so hard. And you see some people that have like a hundred thousand followers, and they start talking about blockchain, and it's like nobody likes anything they post anymore. No, people left. Like my my um my sort of social media numbers took a deep dive <laughs> but like I don't really care because it's like okay well if you're not into this if you don't want to come like thank you for coming with me on this journey so far and if this is where our paths diverge like so be it you know because I believe in what we're doing here I believe in in what it means for artists I believe in what it means for just people for all of us for business for all the businesses for financial for like for self-empowerment it's like, I believe in this, in everything. I'm full, drunk the Kool-Aid, like done. So if we're not, you know, if we're not uh, aligned in our beliefs anymore, or like if we're not into that, 
and, and you know, it's interesting. I think some people really get some, some people kind of get into it when somebody's struggling and then they're not as like supportive when that, per- like you see that happen with, with, with like major label artists all the time. You support it, like people support an artist. And then when they start to like blow up, the, some of the people get start start like fudding them mm-hmm. and you're like you should be happy that that person that you that you were whose music you loved and who meant so, you know that, that, that they're finally like doing well like yeah you know yeah but, no I um, and I've sold I have talked about this on the show like uh, a year and a half ago Fawocious was selling physical paintings for $700 uh, and now like they're going for a million dollars and so like for people to be like you know, why is everyone pay attention to him? Like he's, he's just been grinding in the space a little longer than other people, you know? And, you know, obviously he's, he's amazing and super, super talented. And so it's just, it is always funny to me because it's like every single person, even the OG crypto artists, they were around in 2018 when no one was here and they were like selling things for a hundred dollars. And so, yeah, like, yeah, X copy is selling things for like thousands of ETH now, and you should be excited for him because he's like the pioneer of the pioneers hell yeah i love x copy we did that blueprint stop on async um with x copy a couple like right before the holiday and that was like one of the most exciting weeks ever it was so amazing yeah i mean i love the blueprint the async blueprints i mean some of the og artists that they had involved too, coldy a lot of money it's just cool to see what they were able to do and pull together it was so exciting i I wanted to ask you about async actually because i know you said that you came on and were working have been working with them so i'd love for you for people in the space i mean you you came into the space about uh, a little over a year ago or uh, and you know you've been on this journey how did it how did it go from you learning and being involved and trying to understand to want to teams wanting to bring you on and help them understand more like I'd love just because there's a lot of people in this space that are constantly like how do I get involved what do I do so I'd like for you to uh, maybe hopefully inspire some people to show like how you can go from not understanding at all to being on teams that are like Async is a super powerful network uh, and working uh, with like these teams of people that I imagine you would have never thought would be possible. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I never, I never, ever thought I would do anything other than my own music. So the idea of, you know, being asked and approached really frequently to be part of these kind of teams it's it still, you know, like imposter syndrome, it's like a thing. And I'm just like, why I can't do this. I don't know how to do this. And then let's, I just, you know, I step in and I do it. And it's like, and it's the same thing all the time. And my husband reminds me of that all the time. He's like, you always say that. And then you go and you do it and you kill it. And like, you know, so, but, but I, I ask myself the same thing all the time. I'm like, why am I, how am I, how do I get this opportunity? Um, but so with, with async, I think, I mean, I know what happened. We, so I did my, my project and I made a video about it and I started getting really excited about it. And I started going into clubhouse rooms and like telling people, you know, people, Winebags was there, my friend Winebags, he was running these rooms in, uh, on clubhouse and music NFT producer rooms. And I would show up and it was like, the minute I would come in, people would be like, Tara's here, tell us about async, you know? And so I just found myself talking about async all the time because it was such I mean, anybody who doesn't know async art, it's a, an absolutely groundbreaking platform 
They've been around for over a year, maybe almost two years at this point. That's why all these OG crypto artists are on there, like like X Copy, Coldy, a lot of money. And um, and what they did was, you know, take use the power of blockchain technology to create a platform where you you can like to, where where you have art that can that can grow and change and and like basically the easiest way for me to explain it to artists is, is to say okay so you have photoshop and you've got your layers and so usually when you make a piece of art in photoshop you take your layers you know you, you make each element you flatten it down into one main you know final piece of art right and there it is but with async all those layers they remain into you know independent so you've got you've got all your layers like say you've got like a like a the four like you've got a house in the foreground and then you've got like a tree and a mountain and the sun or whatever and so you you pick you, instead of flattening that down into one main piece you you can then have different options for each of those so you could have like you know eight different versions of the house and you could it's essentially a generative it's like a generative project before that became a thing well I used CryptoPunks that already happened but like and CryptoKitties but like um but this was like async made it possible for people to make these, you know, changing, you know, um, uh, interactive pieces of art, because then different different collectors can buy different layers and be like, well, I want this house on here. And then somebody could be like, I'm going to change the sun. So it's like you were collaborating with other collectors to make the piece that you saw at any given time. Yeah, and that's so what it, I love. I, I have, uh, I was lucky enough to get um, one of a, a, an art piece that Coldy did on async. Uh, and one of the like his uh, create your own and I own the uh, like the floor. And so he has like three different designs that is one as a one of one that I get. But then on the blockchain, I can go on there and I can uh, I can change what the floor of like the this picture is, uh, and it's like one of them's like this NASA, another one looks like a metaverse land, and it's like it was insane. Just like the fact, and it changes on the blockchain. So now his he created the multiple designs, and now like the creator or the collectors are the ones that are just constantly evolving this artwork uh, because they all be all these like layers and these pieces belong to different people. Uh, it, it is, it's like super innovative. It's really a beautiful thing. So many OGs are on there and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love async. I think they're going to do amazing things, but it's cool to hear that you saw, like you thought, you thought it was so cool. You were telling people about it. Uh, and so just, Basically, from what I'm hearing is like you uplifting, you know, and talking and elevating them. They're like, you should just come and and, and work with us. It happened in a tweet, actually. Um, there was some tweet. So so they noticed that I was doing that. And then at one point, I, I just sort of freaked out about it on Twitter, which is like, this, you guys, this is so amazing. You know, this is what this is. Like, you're basically, this is basically a generative project. And like, you, you know, and then one of the team members on Async responded and was like kind of made a funny tweet was like Tara gets it everyone should be more like Tara and then I responded and I was like oh great now all the other kids aren't gonna want to play with me anymore you know and um and we were just kind of laughing and then I was like wait and oh and then I think I tweeted back and I was like maybe I should probably just come work for you all and then I think then I think like one of the founders Lisa was just like did like the raised eye like the big eye uh I'll have to find the tweet, but like essentially it started on Twitter and then I, yeah, this is our office. Our virtual <laughs> office is Twitter where you just like network and talk to people yeah. and like build. 
Totally. <laughs> it totally. does. It but feels I like we're it. all at the water cooler right now, just talking and hanging out. <laughs> I actually, I love it. And and I think about this all the time. Like, I wonder what, you know, this is like the perfect storm for, for, for everything that's happening right now. The, the pandemic, like against the backdrop of like all of us just being sort of, you know, shut in for, for a couple of years. And, um, because this is really our, like our social interaction and our workplace interaction at this point. And like, and it's, it's just such interesting. It's interesting how these things that seem like, you know, the end of the world, the worst thing in the world, like lead to these incredible breakthroughs and, and opportunities and moments of connection that that wouldn't have been possible otherwise. It's just amazing, you know? It is. Um, it's and, and one thing that I love about your story, too, is like from that, it's not like you understood the like the the smart contract and you weren't coding this stuff. You just like were passionate about it. You talked about it. You helped elevate others. And something I talk a lot about on the space is like, like you, when you help others in the space and you, and you're focused more on helping the space evolve more than just yourself, like you end up being rewarded way more than if you just come in or solely focused on building, building you up, you know, and, uh, and, and just as you as an artist, you could have just focused on your own music and been like, I don't really like, I, I don't, I just need people to buy my music. Uh, how do I get people to do that? How do I make music NFTs? But instead you just like explored and felt felt passionate about something and talked about it and now and then like they brought you on the team and I just think that is so beautiful I mean because it's just like a story that I tell on this space all the time when people are like how do I do this how do I get started it's like build others up like build others up and things will fall into your lap yeah and like follow what excites you that was the thing that I really you know because I really you know I, I feel very strongly about this quality of adaptability and like life is so life is fucked up a lot of the time. And like, the, and I really believe that the, the, the biggest, the best, the most beneficial, the most important quality that like any of us can develop in ourselves is adaptability and the ability to like, look at what you're doing, assess it and be like, actually this isn't working. I'm going to just totally pivot because that's really hard. Like I was terrified. I was trying and trying for years. And I mean, I have a pinned tweet that I put up a while ago that is on my, on my Twitter. Um, and it talks a little bit, I mean, it talks very briefly about this in tweets. Um, but like, you know, this feeling of like, I'd been sort of just running into a wall and trying and trying and trying and not getting where I needed to go, uh, in the way that I was trying to do things. And I was like attached to this, like this outdated model, as you call it, the legacy music industry. I was really, you know, really stuck and and stuck in a lot of disappointment and things that, you know, huge opportunities that hadn't, that just didn't turn out the way I thought they were, you know, quote unquote, supposed to. And like, get just really depressed for years. And like, and I'd gone through all these horrible experiences with my label and with like, you know, personal stuff and family stuff and financial stuff. And it just, I was just like wrecked. And, um, and then I was like, you know, I have to change I just, I have to be open to changing everything and not know what it's going to be like. And I, I never, ever in a million years would have thought that I would be part of a team where people were like, you know, wanting to connect with me for my ideas and for, you know, for, for, I just thought I was, you know, I thought of myself as a musician and an entertainer and a songwriter and like an artist and an artist. And, and, um, I didn't think I would ever find, this is something that I think is really important because life is full of all kinds of disappointments all the time. And it, but it doesn't mean that it has to be bad. It's like mm-hmm. you can go through disappointments that just like wreck you and then you can be okay. And like, I think it's really important to say that because I never thought I, if I, if you'd said to me, you know, 10 years ago, 
oh, you're going to be part of a team. You're still going to do your music, but you're going to have a lot less time to do it. And you're going to be part of a team in like, in like a company. And, and you're going to be working to promote somebody else's art and somebody else's, you know, and, and yeah, you'll still get to do music, but it's not going to be, I would have been like, kill me now. <laughs> you know, right. like I, I'm, I'm serious. Like I never thought that I would find joy in anything other than just pursuing my own art in my own way, in the way that I thought I was supposed to do it. And, um, and so I think like adaptability is the key to everything. It's the key because we, we uh, we're going to be faced with the option of adapting or just letting life consume us essentially time and time again. And, um, and that I think is the biggest key to like what I'm doing. Like when people say like, Oh, you know, if anybody is like, how do I get started? It's like make a plan, but also be willing to change it at -hmm. any time. Yeah. Like keep your eyes open, check in with your feel, the way you feel about something, like learn to like cultivate your intuition and like also like your willingness to jump and like take a, a risk that you, you know, have no idea how it's going to turn out, get really comfortable with like complete instability. <laughs> Cause I feel like that's also the world that we're in, you know, and you see like the volatility of everything in the crypto space. Also, it's like, that's our world now. And we need to be comfortable with the fact that like instability is all around. Cause that really is all we know. That's all. That's the only thing we can count on. Yeah, you know, you, it, you know, you need you need uh, to be flexible, and you need conviction. You know, in, the, in that conviction, yeah. you need to constantly like reassess and be able to learn. Because if you you can have conviction about something too, and be like a realist and learn, and be like, oh wow, this thing is not like what I it, what I thought it was anymore. And then you pivot, and it's just like you, you. I think curiosity, you know, is the biggest thing. Like you just constantly learning and working and like failing. If you don't fail you're like very rarely going to grow even like the the most successful people the billionaires out there have failed in multiple ways uh on their way to the top and so it's just like how do you like you said like how do you handle failure how do you reassess and how do you move forward um so i love it i'm glad i mean i feel like we're like now we're just talking about like life and philosophy (laughs) and like we're supposed to be talking about music and nfts and people are like what the fuck am i doing in here so let's pivot let's talk a little bit about music nfts i want to hear about how like music nfts are something that people are thinking about they're like music nfts blockchain with music this this is the year 2022 has to be the year 2021 seemed like you know we were like it's moving like a snail we're trying to figure it out 2022 has got to be the year so talk to us a little bit about what you you're very heavy into the music nft space being a musician talk a little bit about how you've seen the blockchain space evolve when it comes to music nfts you Usability, uh, like the tokenomics of how you can do things, and and talk about what you see happening in the future with music NFTs in the space. Oh man! Oh my God! I mean, that's a question, right? It's like, so first of all, I, I wholeheartedly believe, and I know projects that are coming down the pipeline, and I know like just even with my, the project that I'm working on right now, Warp Sound, um, it, the stuff that we're able to do now with music. I mean, oh my God, I don't even know where to start. You know what I mean? Because like at first it was kind of like, okay, I'm going to make a song. Like my my very first NFT, music NFT before Async, I did an uh, an audio visual animation, which I absolutely love. But it was um, it was a, a song that I wrote with my friend Andrew Dost from the band Fun. 
and we did like this kind of musical theater, really fun song about like currency. And then we um, had it animated by a friend that uh, lives in uh, an animator in Sweden who's wonderful, Linus Dahlgren. And we made this like audiovisual NFT and it was really, really fun. And I love it. It's on foundation. And, um, and that sold and, uh, and that's in, actually it's in whale sharks collection now. And so that was really fun to have that experience. But at the time it was just kind of like, okay, we're, we're looking at a way to just like make audiovisual art now. But then people started talking. I mean, it's, it changes so quickly, you know, and, and then and people started talking about all the rights. And then that got really interesting to me with like, oh, OK, so beyond just having something that somebody can collect and say, you know, buy it almost like they buy an album or a CD or whatever, and then like have this thing that is the music and then they can, you know, trade it at some point. You can attach rights to that. You can attach like, you know anything you want to this like okay this is amazing and so then we started getting into all that and then like I mean the stuff the innovation that's happening on every level not just creatively yes creatively but also just in the business models and the way that it's shaking everything up and I really feel like I hear people talk about this and I completely believe it too like I was in the in the in the legacy industry during the time when streaming first came in you know and um and all the labels were like no 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 like basically putting blinders on and being like no we don't like this so we're just not going to pay attention to it you know and um it can't hurt us it's nothing just ignore it and uh and they you know obviously now they they found their way back to controlling a large part of that um and manipulating all of it but um but initially they just didn't want to hear anything about streaming and they like <laughs> they got wrecked right and so now I feel like the industries have all kind of learned from that time and they're like okay we need to embrace this and we need to figure out how to get involved and so obviously we're seeing all kinds of um all kinds of artists from uh, at every stage of their career and every stage of the sort of ecosystem of the major labels and the indie labels and the independent artists and people just starting out and whatever like we're seeing everyone coming in it's still, it's also funny to me because it's, it, it's my whole world. So it always feels like it's, you know, a massive scene, but actually it's still really small, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, relative to, to how many people there are out there, uh, in the world. And, um, but, but obviously like we're seeing everybody come in, but like some of the innovation that's possible, you know, stuff that I never, ever thought that I would be involved with, you know, like the, like warp sound is all about, uh, virtual artists making AI generated music in real time and that can respond to chat commands um, and, and like the music that, so they're like 3D animated virtual artists and they make music in real time. It's not pre-recorded. It's all done through AI. The AI is rigged so that like, is programmed so that you can have people, like there's a Twitch show. In fact, tomorrow night, Twitch, we, we have our Twitch show and through chat commands on the Twitch show, people, the audience, can influence the sound of the music, like make it faster, slower, you know, make the bass drop, like make like all these different commands come up. And it's like the AI reacts in real time, like a couple, like a second or two later. And next thing you know, the whole sound of the song is changing. And you're watching these animated characters that look like there's something out of like a Pixar movie or something, but they're like, but they're reacting. And it's, it's just mind blowing. <laughs> and like, I mean, that that's, and this is all the stuff that, that, like the, the innovation that's made possible, like obviously that's not 
completely pop. That's not all about blockchain, but but the piece of it that is is the NFT project that we're doing to help launch this platform that's been in development for two and a half years. And it's like, oh wow, this is a way to connect with people who want to engage with this platform. And you know, making an NFT project around these these virtual artist characters, and then it comes with music that people can then you know. This is something that really interests me. The whole idea of giving away the rights, commercial free licensing, like mm-hmm. that is a very Web3 thing. Like that, I think, is I'm interested to see how the traditional legacy industry deals with that, because I feel like the ethos of so many of us in this space, it's like give away the IP, let people run with it, let them build businesses around it, let them like let them better their lives instead of like maintaining control over the people who support you it's like inspire them to go build and make their own thing and do really well and i feel like that's kind of that like giving people the rights to the stuff you create that's the ethos of this space yeah you You know know what i love you know it makes me think like uh, by the way when you were explaining what is going to happen on twitch i was looking um on my little emoji bar and i didn't see the mind blown emoji i was wait i was i they need to add some more emojis to this because i was like where i want none of these really fit like i could do the fist pump or i could like do a hundred but that didn't really seem act like fitting for how i was feeling so uh, we need to, where's Jack? Oh, Jack's not with Twitter anymore. Fuck. Um, okay. But, you know, one thing that I really do think is that, you know, what the blockchain allows and it evolves of the legacy world is like you said, like now when you're talking about IP too now, even when you're just talking about tokenomics or like how NFTs can bring, you know, like ownership of this digital thing that is incredible and put it in the wallets of, you know, the people that are a fan of it. And so what that what that means is that over time, you know, if you have fans uh, and you show them that you care about them and that you're building for them, you know, it's it allows it allows creators that really understand the ethos of Web3 to continue to drive value and give value back to uh, the collectors and back to the people that have always believed in them ever since they ever since they were, you know, small and, uh, and no one knew of them, you know, it's like now finding that indie band and holding on to their music and them becoming huge, like you're like, someone else might not like them anymore, but the people that were cheering them on ever since their beginning and their origin are like, like even bigger fans because they're like, now they're like super fans because they're making money with the artists and the artists, you know, that it also empowers them because it's like, holy shit, like I'm not just like giving a lot of this money to like this music label and all my fans are just like a marketing tool buying all my stuff and they, but now they're making money because because they're a fan of me and like that just feels good because now I'm like able to you know the people that that really should be getting any sort of value are the ones that ha- that believe in you it's not you know the music industry is a good example everyone is looking how they can make money off of you when you look up the chain and so if you're able to look down the chain and give value to them and you're at the top of the chain then you're in control and you can build the ecosystem that keeps adding value to the ones under you and that's a beautiful thing. I think that's like the ethos that people don't understand when it comes to Web3. Ah, I'm like literally shaking in my chair because everything you're saying, it is exactly like, yes, that. 
that mm-hmm. is the frequency. That's the that's the energy. That's the thing that excites me about this and makes me like devote my life to it and and work you know 18 hours a day and forget to eat and like have to schedule breaks in my in my schedule to like go pee and like you know that's why I'm like doing it because that because of what you're saying and I feel like I have participated for most of my life in this system that is like you know that very top down you know and um and the 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 idea of being able to build, to really build with the community. And, you know, that's the buzzword and people have been saying it forever, but it was always about like, just even the, even the crowdfunding thing, turn your passionate fans into your most devoted marketing team. It's like, take, take, take how to get people to love you, to do stuff for you. It's like, yeah. Making a product out of your consumers. And that's what I mean. Everything, even with big tech has been like that. And they try and tell you that you need to do that with your audience base. It's like, no, like without them, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Like that's the, that's the thing you don't get is like, how can I, and that's one thing that I think some people in the legacy world, I talk a lot about this on the show, and some people are under, like, get it, but even some people in the space don't get it yet, because they haven't unlearned, like, habits that we've formed, um, and that's what's the beauty of, like, seeing these young artists, and, like, seeing Fawocious, who literally is, like, this kid out of high school, this is the world he's growing up in, he, like, like, this is, like, his mind is, like, his limit, uh, but then there's other people that have been in like the legacy world and they've been taught all these things and they're like like my art is my art like if you don't like my art then don't buy my stuff but it's like you don't understand like you can actually you can like drive value for the people that are passionate about your art like find ways like with if they didn't like your art then uh you know like that's great but if they see value in your art don't you want to keep giving back to them don't you want to don't you want to like give them you know more power and more you know part of your part of what you've like gained because you have like built up this ecosystem on top of them. Like they were the ones who believed in you. Uh, and that's something that I think even some people in the NFT business still, it doesn't click with them. Especially if you look at the beginning of last year, there were lots of conversations with one of an artist and stuff like that. And now a lot of them have taken like a back seat and aren't even talked about as much because there's all these communities that keep giving back to the, the people. And I think it's evolved kind of organically but that's what artists and entertainers and everyone have to realize this is more than just putting out music you're building an ecosystem for the people that believe in you and you have to keep showing them that because they believed in you you want to keep giving back to them oh my god yes and also i think it's like there's so many things there's so many things that are still becoming like clear and in my own brain like there i'm unlearning stuff every second of every day here Like I'm my growth curve here, you know, in the last year has been so it's so much that sometimes I feel like I my head is going to explode because there's so much new information. I feel like I'm being reprogrammed Mm -hmm. or or deprogrammed in like this really beautiful way. And like and it's really true. It's it's um, there's something about like what we're doing, what what we have the opportunity to do if we choose to do it is realize like everybody wants to talk about how everybody's connected and how we're all connected, but still people want to grab power. Like everybody mm-hmm. wants, like yeah. not, you know, and it's like, this is a, an opportunity to really embrace, you know, you're not even, even artists making art, you're not making your art to then, you know, sell it to people or like, like you're like, 
there's a collaborative communal energy that is forming that that, it, that has existed all along but it's like people are tapping into it yeah and that yeah. i think is like that's what's happening here um it's not it's also a thing about like artists being an artist there was always a, a lot of othering that kind of went on it was like you have to you know you have to get past the gatekeepers it was always this feeling of like us versus them like oh this is something when i was at nft nyc i went to a, an art blocks dinner and i remember i was in there and um the host of the dinner asked me to play a song just very like like last minute i i had no idea that i was gonna do it and i didn't have my guitar with me but he had a beautiful grand piano at his home and like i was like yes i'll do it and I had this realization that like the whole way that I see myself and how I fit into the world has changed because it was a lot of finance people. And I used to, as an artist, if I walked into a room that was full of, of business people, I felt like I wasn't like it was them versus me. And I had to get what I needed out of them. I had to impress them, show them that my art was valuable so that they would then invest the money that I need. Cause I don't have that. I have the talent. They have the money. Um, you know, we're very different. We're coming from two totally different sides of the of the world here. And like, I need to impress them so that they will green light, whatever it is that I want to do and I'll be able to make my art. So now it's, it's very transactional. It's very like, um, you know, I'm not like you. I'm totally different. I don't feel accepted by you and I don't accept you. And we are completely different entities. And I had this for the first time ever. And I caught myself in the middle of having this experience where I was in there with these business people and, and, you know, finance people and money people. And, and I all of a sudden was like, we're part of the same. We're the same. Like mm -hmm. you, like we, we, we are helping, we're helping each other in this world. Like, I don't want anything. I don't need anything from you. I'm going to play my music for you because it's going to give you an experience that I want to give to you. I want to gift you with this energy that is mine, that, that like I carry around with me, this talent, and I want to share it with you and help you have an experience that you wouldn't otherwise have. And that. I did, and it was amazing because I felt completely accepted by them. I didn't feel I I would just kind of walk into these spaces feeling really judged, like they're looking at me like I'm, you know, oh I'm an artist. I probably, you know, and and for the first time in my life, I um, I felt like we were just all. It sounds so goofy, but like I just felt totally connected to all these people that that I typically in the past would have felt very othered by, and I think that is one of the biggest shifts is like this feeling of we're all in this, we're all in this together. We all have different, different skills. It's like when you think about DAOs and you think about communities that are coming together with that ethos and that mentality, like everybody building and everybody has a different thing to contribute, but it's all worthy. It's all worthwhile. It's all needed, Yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and I love, I just, I just love where this is all going. Yeah. The collaborative <laughs> spirit is, is amazing because it's like, I want, I want to give, when you get to this point where it's like this fluid circle of like, I want to give value to you, but then you're giving value back to me instead of the other way around of like, I'm going to do something and I'm going to add value to you. And then you're going to just like, you're not really going to get anything out of it. Uh, and that's like, that's what like this whole block, like that's what's solved through blockchain is 
is like we can create this circle uh, that we, when it comes to financially, is like winning for everyone when we con- constantly are building each other up and building our platforms up instead of it being like a pipeline up stream to like like someone at the top that's just banking off of everyone under them. And so it's just like the great equalizer. It's called that for a reason. And I truly believe Uh that. Did we get rugged? Oh, no. Oh, no. I I think I was talking and I was on mute. Do you hear me? I heard you. Are you here? Do you hear me? Oh, yeah, I hear you. I think I I think I'm. I don't know why, but my phone keeps muting me. Do you hear me? I hear you now. <laughs> it, my phone keeps putting me back on mute. It's like punishing me. It keeps doing that. Here's what I'm going to do. I don't know why my phone is doing this. So what we're going to do, let's go ahead and uh, have people come up and ask you questions uh, as long as I can pull people up. Maybe I can have some people come up, so I don't know why my phone keeps putting me on mute. So if you're in the audience, hit that request button. Can you hear me when I'm still talking, Tara? Yeah, I hear you now. Yeah, yeah. If okay. you want to make me a host, I can help um, I can help let people up, right? Yes, I will invite you to co-host. And then let's start bringing people up because it is time for Community Corner. Get your catnip and questions ready. It's time for you to take the stage for another segment of Community Corner. That is the strangest rug I've ever had. Like, my phone just keeps <laughs> muting me. Like, it doesn't want me to talk. Like, come on. I'm trying. I, I have things I want to say. Uh, but maybe that was, a good, that was a good segue because maybe I'm supposed to let other people talk. So let's, uh, Crypto Night, SupNerds.eth. So good to have you on stage. I'm glad you're here. Go ahead. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, this is like a really exciting project. And uh, it's like mind melting, like you said. My only question was uh, about the uh, Twitch events and how popular those were. That looks pretty cool, but I've never been on Twitch, so I I, I didn't know if those were like uh, had a big following already. Oops, sorry. Hi. So, so the Twitch events for for Warp Sound? Yeah, with the the, the glitch character. Like, isn't there like a, a weekly performance or something like that? Yeah, there is. There is. Yeah. And we were in, um, I think, I can't remember now if it's going to be like the eighth show or the seventh show, but, um, but it's going really well. It's, um, it's, did, did you go, did you say you went to it or you wanted to go I, to I, it? I, I, not live. I, I've tried, I got on Twitch after you had mentioned it. In another uh, yes. So I haven't seen it live yet, but uh, I just saw like a clip of it and it seemed You got to cool. come but, tomorrow. But I, yeah. I just want to see how many people actually like were, were already into it. You know, that's, I was just wondering, it's like how big the following already was. That was, that was my only question, but yeah, it looks really cool. I lo- I lo- I'm really excited about the project. Thanks. Oh yeah. So on Twitch, there's usually between like, um, anywhere from like a couple hundred to upwards of, I think the biggest, the biggest group that we had there so far was maybe about 700 people. Um, it's usually around like a few hundred, like, like 150 to a few hundred right now. Um, we're very much building still, but, um, yeah, I could see that being way bigger. Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty big. And especially, I think, you know, the whole project, we've been really intentional about building a community of people that we think really want to interact with the platform because the platform has been in development for Warp Sound. It's been in development for two and a half years. And the NFT project is really like like a, like an entry 
into this bigger platform and we're going to reveal a lot of the roadmap um, items in the next, like we're kind of, we're not doing it this week. We're intentionally holding it back a little bit for some reasons, for a few different reasons. But like I was in a meeting yesterday uh, with the team where Jeff Nicholas, who's our creative director and, and uh, project lead, he started going over sort of the final roadmap items. And I just was sitting there with like my, with my jaw, like my jaw dropped. I was like, this is unbelievable because there's already a lot of good momentum happening around the warp sound and the warps project right now. But I think when people hear the roadmap um, items, because it's not like we're hoping we can build this, like the, like they've, it's been in development for two and a half years. These things are happening and they're not like pie in the sky. Like, Oh, if we sell out, it's like, we don't even have, you know, percentages of if we sell this, we're doing this. If we have, you know, because we're doing it anyway, it's happening. Like this project is happening. And, um, and I think it, we're definitely very much in the beginning stages of, of the project. We haven't done any like big marketing pushes with like influencer stuff. Like we haven't, we haven't done like any of the stuff that I see people doing when projects suddenly build really quickly and then kind of fizzle out. That's what we don't want. We'd rather like build slowly. And I think that this next couple of weeks are going to, there's going to be a lot of, probably a lot of hype around it as we start talking to more people about it finally. But, um, but yeah, I'm really, I'm, I'm amazed by the project to be honest. And I'm really, really grateful. And so like thrilled and blown away that I get to be part and like peek, peek under the hood <laughs> all the time and like understand what's going on with it. So anyway, thank you. I hope you'll come to the Twitch show tomorrow. Cause it's pretty um, exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll check it out for sure. Thank you so much for coming up too, Subners. I think uh, growing organically is so important, and I love that you guys are doing that because once you once you say, "Oh, this is going to be an NFT," and when it's released, and then everyone's like, "Okay, this is another thing I can flip," uh, and so it's just cool when you're able to build something and build like organic interest in it. Um, Fallen flowers, I've got you up here. Go ahead. Sorry, what were you saying? Um, I just popped up here whenever you were talking about the weird um, rugging that you were getting with. Uh, <laughs> I was, uh, I was this, weird there was some like definite. I'm still going through some weird rugging, uh, but I brought you up here. Did you have a question for Tara uh, about her uh, music? No, I, I literally had seen you talking about that, and I was like, yeah, I've had this one weird time where. Uh, I just uh, couldn't hear any sound, but people could hear me. And then I've also had times where I go to leave a room and it'll make me the host for some reason. And if I leave the room, it'll it'll rug the entire room out of nowhere. Well, I love so, that. So you, I, you came up here I to empathize pop- with me then. Yeah, I just popped up here to say that on accident. I didn't even mean to push the request, if anything. <laughs> I hope you guys have a great night and enjoy yourselves. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming up for a second. All right. Okay, we got Jungle Crypto. What's going on, Jungle Crypto? Thanks for coming up on stage. Did you have a question for Tara? Hi, I have a question. I'm listening from the island of Trinidad and Tobago. I had a question which dealt with global accessibility. How are we going to onboard the world, and how is the platform going to be accessible for perhaps somebody who's in an island or somewhere in the middle of the jungle? That's a really good question. Um, 
I think this is this is I mean, this is the question that a lot of people are looking at as like what you know something that obviously needs to be solved and i personally don't know the answer like carl crazy carl do you have thoughts about this how are we going to because yeah because it, it's true it's like it's all well and good to be you know here in the u.s talking about this where we have like a lot of accessibility but that there that is a question i mean the one thing is that i will say is that if anything the decentralized nature of what is being built here and the fact that soon there will be mobile apps that are trust that 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 function the way that we need them to function to actually be usable in on um, you know with for blockchain transactions and stuff like the fact that mobile phones have really revolutionized a lot you know there's a lot of people around the world that now have mobile phones um oh my god i was reading some book I was reading a I was reading a book by um, Peter Diamandis called Abundance, and if anybody has is not familiar with Peter Diamandis's work, you should definitely check him out. But he was talking about like the sort of exponential uh, speed at which technology is reaching people in a way where like like providing access in just this in this way that's almost um, oh man, I'm totally messing it up, but. I don't know. Crazy Carl, do you have any thoughts about this? Yeah, I think one thing that I think, let's do two more questions so we can bring up Bennett and then we'll do, um, then we'll end there so that we have time to do everything else that we've got planned. Um, but one thing that I wanted to talk about is the fact that you he are here right now, Jungle Crypto, in this stage and uh, talking to us is just a sign that we're like evolving into, you know, a, a better world. I think the crypto, but also the web and the, the accessibility is changing. Um, you know, there's a lot of there, there's a lot of cultures that are actually like learning that are were like very tribalistic and and for the first time, like, like they're getting cell phones and realizing how much more efficient their life can be. Uh, and so I think what we're going to realize in the next 10 to 20 years is that like, that this this phenomenon is just going to continue to compound and that we're going to see like this globalization and like this borderless ecosystem start to evolve even more so that these borders and uh, that we we have had um, kind of start to to evaporate over time. It's not going to be like it happens over one generation, but over a few generations, I think we'll be living in a very different world than we are now. Thank you so much, Jungle Crypto, for coming up too. And thank you for being here and educating yourself so that you can continue to talk to other people and help them learn. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. Have a good one. All right, you we're going to do, let's do Tyler, and then we're going to do Bennett, and then we're going to do a live song, or we're going to do a song. Um, Tyler, thanks for being up here. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Crazy Carl and Tara. This has been very informative. Um, I do have a question. I'm I'm an artist, and I do a lot of fine art, and um, as I've, I, the first time I mentioned NFT to some of my followers on different platforms, uh it wasn't a real positive experience. What has there, have you found any good way to communicate or educate NFTs with your followers from other platforms to kind of get more of a, a positive uh, experience from them? Or is it just something that you're just going to have to kind of grow organically? Oh man, that is a really good question. And I, feel you on that. And like, I, th I don't know if you were here when I said, you know, um, my social media 
counts <laughs> went took a hit, you know, when I started talking yeah, a lot about yeah. crypto and NFTs and like, you know, I found, um, I found that there's a lot of, you know, there's just a lot of, there's a lot that people aren't educated yet. People don't understand it. There's not, they, they look at headlines and they get scared and they, you know, they, there's not, um, it's, it's really, it's, a, it's hard. And, and really to be, to be completely honest, I think that my audience since I've come in here is mostly now people who are part of the web three and the crypto and the NFT ecosystem. And I'm not doing as much out in the other, you know, spaces that I used to, that I used to inhabit. Like I used to play on Twitch a few times a week and I used to do all this other stuff and like, I don't do it anymore. And I do my stuff here. And, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, it definitely, I don't think that, anyone has really found a way to transfer the existing audience over into this space seamlessly. Some mm -hmm. people are doing it better than others. And I think also, I think artists like visual artists, I think have a little bit of an easier time than musicians just because there is also this, there's precedent for people buying visual art and with music, the precedent has been you get it for free. You pay $9.99 a month or nothing and listen to commercials and you can consume as much music as you want to consume. And so I think that we have had a bit of a bit more of a it's like a bigger hurdle that we've had to, to get over um, with educating music audiences, that, you know, about about the value of music um, and the and, and you know, whereas with visual artists, it's like, well, yeah, you used to buy a print. Now you can buy a digital thing. You know, it's, it's just more it wasn't quite such a such, such like such a big hurdle to to onboard visual art fans um visual art collectors into digital art collecting and um the thing that i think really brings people into the space is uh a, a lot of people don't understand things that or they they're they're fearful of things they don't understand and so they they immediately go to what what why we're crazy <laughs> instead of like what is innovative and so in unless there's like a genuine and authentic curiosity then uh then then there's like not much onboarding that can happen but what i do think is happening especially in 2021 what we saw are that people from all different types of industries now besides just us like crypto nerds that just like are super into finance and like and like um currency manipulation and like the problems with how economies are working but now we have like other people in the space and so what happens is like every time that people come into the space and they learn that they're educating themselves and then they start kind of talking about it with family and the family are like okay that's that's great you're crazy but then what happens in like four or five months down the road is you're going to continue to talk to them but this time you're telling them about how much money you're making and everyone fucking loves money don't they so they're gonna start listening they'll be like what and so then so then they start to get curious and that's i think because of like the blockchain it, it's not just about like digital art it's about like a whole financial ecosystem and so as people start to do well and succeed in this area then all of a sudden others are like why like what is this happening and then you know i i think every single person in my family uh, two years ago when i or actually three years ago when I started, none of them invested. And now I think every single person in my immediate family has some sort of cryptocurrency and a couple of them have NFTs. And so, uh, and so it's just like that evolution of 
seeing other success uh, is, I think, what brings more people into the space. I love that. I think that's definitely true. And and I also do think that a lot of, you know, if, if we're strictly talking about audience, tra- you know, transferring people, like transitioning people, bridging people into this new world, a lot of them, like a lot of them won't come over right away, probably. And but but the great thing is there's a whole bunch of people here that are ready and waiting and excited by, you know, by what you're going to be doing or what you are doing. They're going to want to. So it's like you kind of trade off some. I think that that kind of is inevitable. Yeah. We're like we're going to the people that want to learn and then the others will they'll kind of naturally come because like this isn't going away. But that's an amazing question. I'm glad you're here learning uh, because you're going to be able to share and, and eventually they will come. It's just a matter of it has to be on their time. All right. One more question, Bennett, and we're going to end with you. How are you doing, man? Thanks for being here. Oh, doing great. I just wanted to brag on her enthusiasm and her excitement. I, I love it. It sounds like she's got an awesome. I ask her, being an artist, how do you balance all this? I looked at your uh, contacts and your Instagram and all that. Where do you spend most of your time right now? Where do you see most of your time being spent right at this moment? <laughs> well, thank you, first of all. Um, thank you for your kind words. And um I will say that balance is not, I'm not very good at it right now. And like, and right now it's like, I've made a decision to kind of, I think it's really hard to stay totally balanced in, in the way, in how you divide up your time and how you spend your, you know, how you, how you allocate your energy and your time. And like, for me right now, I've kind of made the decision to put a lot of my own creative stuff, my own, my own art, um, to a little bit to the side while I'm, really jumping in on these other projects, you know, um, uh, because it's exciting to me and it inspires me as much as my own art. And I know that like when I, when I take these projects across the finish line and then like continue on building for like what we, what we've been developing and, and can stay on that journey, but like have a little more time now, like the two weeks before launching, before minting an NFT, a massive NFT project are like absolutely mind bogglingly stressful. And so I'm not, I'm doing very little of my own art right now, but I know that what I will co- be able to come back to it very, very soon and that I will bring back to it this whole other world of inspiration that I get from being part of a team, you know? So it's like, I think that I will find balance right now. I don't have it. It's all very much like asymmetrically, um, you know, distributed mostly to the projects that I'm part of the team on and not, you know, not my own music right now, but I know that's going to change. And yeah. So balance. I, I wish I had, I wish I had like, wish I had good words. Crazy Carl, do you have good words about balance and how to do it? I need help. No, I don't have balance right now either. We're, I think we're all working on it. (laughs) I think, uh, balance is like the, the ultimate struggle, especially when you have as much passion as we do in web three, you know, we're just constantly, um, I think the one thing that I do is I just try to put my phone somewhere completely away from me because otherwise I'm, I'm fucked. So I just like have to put my phone away and make sure that I'm like, if this is like time away, I need to focus on family and be present. But I do think like that is something that we all have to think about because we're at the end of the day, we're all human. And, and there's like a lot that we need um, because we're human. And, uh, and I think that that's a, a constant thing that we need to be thinking about. So I'm glad, Bennett, that you brought that up. Thank you for coming up on stage. All right. I will say one more thing. I just want to say one more thing that I do have a couple projects, creative, my own creative projects that I do have coming up, just not right this moment. 
but in like March. So, um, and one of them is actually my first time really collaborating with a bunch of people and it is my own music and other people's music. And one of those people could be on the stage or in the, in this room possibly. And, um, so I, I it's not like I'm not doing it. like, like it is happening. It's just, I have to kind of get through these, these other projects and launch them. And then there will be more, more, uh, <laughs> Tara Naomi music. <laughs> <laughs> No, you know, and it's beautiful that you're helping build others. I love it. And we're going to end with music because that is the beauty of um, what you create. And I think everyone's going to be blown away by your music. And then, um, you know, members of the the Crazy Carl Collective are going to get a chance to listen to to a live set. But I'll have you set this up real quick before we go into... Um, I love, I, I gotta tell you, I love having musicians on the show because I feel like a late night talk show host, like, a like where you always end the show with the, the musical guest. So I love having songs at the end of shows. So go ahead and set us up here for, I, I chose nothing to hide. So tell us a little bit about the song and then we'll go ahead and, and go to it. Oh, beautiful. Oh, and do, are we going to do the, we'll do the giveaway after the song? Yeah. Yeah. Goes? I'll I end this, I'll end the show and then stick around and we'll do a giveaway after the show ends. Oh my God. Amazing. Um, okay. So nothing to hide. The song that you're going to listen, that you're going to hear is actually a recording. Um, and we're going to do live music in the discord after, but, um, but this is a song that I wrote, um, about, well, I wrote it about, uh, a relationship of course. And, um, and I recorded this in uh, a band called Wilco. They have a studio in Chicago and their producer, Tom Schick works out of that studio. And, um, and I recorded it with, him in Wilco studio in Chicago a couple years ago. And it's actually an unreleased album. It is on Spotify, this song, because that was like the only option and it's on Audius. but like, I am still figuring out how I want to release this, this whole out. I have like a couple albums worth of stuff of songs that I just never, that I didn't release over the last couple of years. And so that's one of the things I'm figuring out what to do in 2022 eventually. And this is one of those songs from, from that, uh, from that session that, few weeks that I spent at Wilco's studio in Chicago. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being here too. Um, we're going to end the podcast section after this, but I just wanted you to thank you again for being on the show and make sure to follow Tara. I mean, she's helping build so many projects, but, and really we didn't even talk about her own music that much. Uh, we could probably talk about Audius in itself. I, I'm, I totally didn't, we didn't go down that rabbit hole. Um, so we'll have to probably do another show sometime, but Without further ado, Nothing to Hide by Tara Naomi.
This has been another production of Guttercat Studios. All conversations with Crazy Carl are for educational purposes only. You should never take financial advice from a cat or anybody, really, especially financial advisors. Take control of your own financial future and do your own research always. That's all for now. Until next time, we'll see you in the metaverse. <laughs>